Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. A resplendent morning in New York City. Hold up, Tatis just stole the base. Oh, that game's still going on? <laughs> Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Sam Macho in this morning. Yes, the Dodgers-Padres oh. game. Went 16 innings. Finished at like, what, like 4-something a.m. Eastern? I watched Shawshank Redemption and Schindler's List, and it still was on. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is going on, man? Still playing? Avatar, Avatar in there. Yeah. Avatar was one of the longest movies, bro. Yeah. I tell you what, what, you know what's a, a long movie, but I tell you what, everybody out there, if you haven't seen it, I know Tangent. because movies are kind of crazy mm-hmm. like because people aren't going to theaters. But I tell you what, man, the Aretha Franklin movie, oh, my God. Like, I'm from Detroit, and I didn't realize all the things that happened to her in her life and, wow. you know, what she did throughout her life, man. She was definitely a gem, man. If you guys got some time, go check it out. You will not be disappointed. I think Jennifer Hudson is going to really? win an Oscar. I mean, I mean, not since Ray. You know, you know what, uh, the, the – um, Harwick, dude. what's the guy? Uh, Black Panther. He he did. Oh Ray. yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did. He did. Ray really. I mean, he did. Uh, James Brown really yeah. good. But Jennifer Hudson, man. I mean, this is uh, blow your mind, man. It was that good. Tearjerker, man. Wow. Once there Bart was Siskel Scott and Ebert, now there tears. is Shaggy and Acho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> okay. It's milk chocolate and uh, dark chocolate. Who, who's a milk? Who's a milk and who's a dark chocolate? Really? Do we have to go? You we like you you, 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 you like eighty five percent cocoa? I mean, you're wearing all black right now. <laughs> I'm in all black. I'm also okay. Man, I'm, I'm clearly you know milk chocolate man. Come on. All right now. This is a radio show for a reason. They can't see you. Awkward. Thank you. <laughs> Hi guys. Alan's like, okay, can we not talk about it? What's up, my milk of magnesia? <laughs> <laughs> MC Mayo. You know, I do try to be like a little bit light coffee at this time of year, but I never get there. What kind Anyways. of coffee? What kind of coffee? MC Mayo. <laughs> MC Mayo. Stop that. All right. Uh, I've got to ask you as we, we talk about, again, the quarterback conversation in the NFL, no doubt, at the forefront and, and you know, the best situations for the five young quarterbacks that were taken, the, the rookies taken in the first round. But Zach Wilson and the hype behind him in New York. Trevor Lawrence, name number one. Uh, name the starter in Jacksonville. A lot of expectations for him. But Zach Wilson, the guy from BYU, had to throw the pro day season. Got all kind of excitement about him. But he's had a good preseason. And the accolades that are being thrown towards him, for me as a Jets fan, have me thinking I'm being set up. Like, right, I, I feel like I'm being set up. So, like, whether it's – Phil Simms saying, like, wow, when he moves to throw, he's tremendous. And he just watches him and thinks, damn. How about Chris Collinsworth saying that the Aaron Rodgers lookalike I saw on tape was Zach Wilson? It's not the first time someone referenced Aaron Rodgers when talking about Zach Wilson. His, his, one of his quarterbacks in the room, Josh Johnson, said the same thing. Well, what did Aaron Rodgers say about yeah. Zach Wilson at the joint practice? I don't, I don't. What did yeah. Tony Romo say? Yeah. Listen, Tony Romo it's okay. Well. Just, Jet fans can have I'm good things. I'm being set up, Bart. You, you know it. You can have good things. Well, it's what okay. you want, like, so, so it was their last preseason game. And you watched that throw he made on the sideline in the first quarter. Yes, I, I across the field. Across the field. I didn't know that Aaron Rodgers had said anything about Zach Wilson. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. I just was watching. I wasn't listening. I was just watching, and I saw that throw, and I was like, "Bro, that looked a lot like Aaron Rodgers." Mind oh, you, oh come on, mind you. I'm not even. I'm not even talking oh, about the Jets Mahomes. right I'm being now. Punk. I'm not even talking about the Jets as a team. I'm just talking about J- Zach Wilson as a player, right. yeah. as an individual. Mind you, so I played like I played against Aaron Rodgers twice a year, every year for four years. Yeah, right. Like 
You know. Yeah. I know. Front row seat. Front row seat. On the field. Not even on the seat. Not even popcorn. Like, on the field. Like, help, help. <laughs> was he like, was he, did he call you to fish? No, Where's, no. Oh, the, thing about, the thing about Aaron Rodgers, oh, the no. thing about Aaron Rodgers that a lot of people don't understand is that whenever he has, no matter what team he's on, obviously it's been the Packers, but, like, you know he's going to find a way to win. I don't know how – no matter how good his team is that year or bad, you know he's going to find a way to win. There was a game, maybe it was 2016 shot. or 17 or so. Like, we were, up by, we were up by a good bit. And then all of a sudden, fourth quarter rolls around. Better yet, 2018 with Matt Nagy. We're all talking about Matt Nagy and Justin – 2018, week one, Matt Nagy, first game of the season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Khalil Mack. Boom, takes him out the game. Aaron Rodgers is injured. He limps off. We're up by three touchdowns. Chicago Bears up by three in the fourth when he hurt his in knee, the right? fourth quarter. And when he hurt his knee in the fourth quarter, this dude trot, trots back trots back out. And mind you, I've been, I had been with the Bears for some years. In my mind, I was like, "Uh oh, this is gonna be bad." Yeah. And it was. He trots back out, trots back out, wins the game for his team. And as he's as he wins the game, he looks at our sideline and gives like the discount double check to Matt Nagy. Ooh. Or gives like it wasn't like the double check, but like it was like the little like the the, yeah, the, yeah. the guns, yeah, yeah. like the guns, finger like the, guns, the finger guns. Oh no! And and uh, people say, "Oh, you make up to be over your stories." Like we showed that film in our meeting room because it was like, "Oh, like we're gonna." This is how people yeah, say, well, "How do you know Sam about the Bears?" Like like and Matt Nagy. Like I've been in those meeting rooms, like how Nagy thinks and all those things. Like we showed that film whenever it was week 16, 15, whenever we played them again. Did it matter? Say it again. Did it matter? I mean, <laughs> did he beat you again? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, put it that way. We don't get him. So, oh, get him. so, so I, I just say that to say I've played against Aaron Rodgers. I watched Zach Wilson, and they are eerily similar. What does that say about the Jets? I could not tell you. Right. I'm still not well, high on the Jets. Because they, they have, have been nice. like the Bears, searching for the guy at quarterback for years, and every time you think you have him, Something happens bad, like a concussion, a bad shoulder, a butt fumble. Something happens that makes you feel like, nope, not this guy. So maybe they do. But what I wonder about is their situation because it's him and really no safety net. No, no veteran guy right. that has taken snaps, that has been a, a starter in the league that can at least guide him in the quarterback room. And that's, of course, the model we all talk about. What is the, what is the best model for a young quarterback? And, you know, you talk about Matt Nagy. He talks about the Kansas City model. He talks about what – what they did, what Andy Reid did with Mahomes in, in having Alex Smith, a, a quality veteran guy, knowing I don't have to rush Mahomes. They moved up to get him, but it doesn't mean we have to start him right away. We know he's got some gifts. We know he's good. Mm -hmm. We saw a little bit, but we're going to now put him on ice, let him learn, and have our guy because we still can win with the veteran we have. And so those are the situations that I think we look at now with these young quarterbacks, and some of them have that. Chicago, you have Andy Dalton, the guy who's been a starter, who's been a quality starter, and you don't have to rush Justin Fields right there, even though he looks like he's ready. And then there's the 49ers, and they have their situation as well. With a guy like Trey Lance, who, what did he play, one game last year? I mean, right. he really hasn't played a lot of football live action, even but, though you're, you, he's special. And then you have Jimmy G, who has taken them to a Super Bowl. Yes. But the, the thing also that's interesting about that scenario is Jimmy G has been through this on the other side. I know we talked about this earlier, but let's reset the conversation. Jimmy Garoppolo was on our show back in May, right after the draft. And he acknowledged the fact that, yes, Trey Lance is coming in, and I know exactly why he's here, but I've been through this, and I know how to handle it. You know, it's kind of you know, coming full circle. Uh, you go through this NFL career and you start as a young guy come in. Uh, Tom kind of showed me the ropes. Uh, the competition between us was awesome. 
really made me grow as a, as a rookie and a young player. And so that's kind of what me and Trey will, you know, we'll mold our relationship into that, but it'll happen naturally. Just uh, it's one of those things you can't force anything. Just let it come as it may. Well, when I listen to that, Jimmy G, remember, athletes are super competitive. He's been successful when healthy. I think he's looking at it much like Tom Brady looked at it. Well, bring it on, youngster. Like mm-hmm. Because if he wins the Super Bowl, how can you justify getting rid of Jimmy G if he wins the Super Bowl for you and he's better than Trey Lance just because of experience? That may buy Jimmy G an opportunity to run it back. Try and, you know, He's already been to the Super Bowl. He was one throw a couple, of, uh, half a yard from completing something to, to, to Emmanuel Sanders to be able to be a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. We wouldn't even be having it just, but isn't this that discussion. Be, but isn't that make it why that makes it a good situation? Because yeah, absolutely. You can win. And you can hold the, with him, and it, and I mean it's a win-win either and he way. Doesn't, if he, he doesn't. He plays well. You've got a guy still, and if he doesn't, well, right. I've got this guy in waiting. Right. He doesn't make that much money either, so it's not like he's making it at the top of the market. He's making like twenty-five million dollars, so you can yeah, absorb. You can absorb, but I'm saying you can absorb his contract and still keep him on next year as well. It's not a foregone conclusion that oh, if he wins the Super Bowl, you have, deal. To, you have to get rid of him. And then you think about it, like I've seen it be successful both ways, right? I mean, because you know everybody wants to talk about you know the Patrick Mahomes because that's the, that's the earliest comp. But Russell Wilson didn't really have a great backup behind him, and he took his team to the Super Bowl. He had nobody to learn from. He wouldn't learn from Matt Flynn. And when you think, well, Matt, but Matt Flynn, he was signed to be the guy, right? But that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is, it's not like he was learning from Matt Flynn. Like he didn't want to learn nothing that Matt Flynn had done. <laughs> Matt Flynn had had one good game against the Lions, by the way, that kind of catapulted him that way. Mm-hmm. Remember, I remember I had Joe Flacco. Nobody taught Joe Flacco how to be a great quarterback. Yeah, we had Troy Smith. Troy Smith, you know, got a got a, uh, a an infection, lost a lot of weight, and Joe Flacco became our starter. He took us to the AFC Championship. He took the Ravens to the, to the, to the playoffs over and over again until he eventually became a Super Bowl MVP. So Zach Wilson doesn't need somebody behind him, although I believe that eventually your Bears is going to Nick cut Foles. Nick Foles, and Nick Foles is going to be a natural. Like nobody wants to give, give up anything for Nick Foles. They, want to, they know that he's going to get cut. I mean, if we're arguing about QB1 and Justin Fields, we know that QB3 or QB4 on the roster ain't going to be there, yeah. right? And they're going to eventually do the right thing by him. So they can get somebody in there that way, but, you know, sometimes you don't have to. We've seen him work with Joe Flacco in recent years. All right. Yeah. And Chicago is another scenario, as we mentioned, with Andy Dalton that allows you to not have to feel rushed to start this kid, even though you moved up to, to draft him. Absolutely. And, and the fact of the matter is, and Bart, you said it, you, I love the way you said it, like either way could work. Right? Yeah. Joe Flacco, his rookie year, 11-5. and five. Yeah. Joe Flacco went on to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Peyton Manning, his rookie year, 3-13. Mm-hmm. and 13. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, so like, I think the biggest, the biggest point that I want to make is that when you have, and Mark Schlerich said, said it best, right? When you have the luxury of a veteran that you can learn from, it never hurts. Yeah. It never hurts. So Jimmy G, yes, he was in a good situation. And as a matter of fact, the Patriots were in a good situation. You got Tom Brady. You draft Jimmy G in the second round. You don't even need Jimmy G, right? You don't even need him. The Packers, even, I know we're kind of, oh, well, is this a tangent? Like, all these GMs are in good situation. You got Aaron Rodgers. You draft Jordan Love. You don't even need Jordan Love. Right. You got the MVP, so, like, that's, like, when, you, when it comes to building teams, like, good GMs, they build teams in a way where, okay, I'm, I'd rather be a year early than a yeah. year late. And maybe, and maybe, just maybe, San Francisco's a year early. Right? Maybe they are. I'm just saying. Like, Trey Lance, maybe Trey Lance gets the benefit yeah. of a year, like, like we heard from Mark. Because to, to, think about it. We all played the game. Coaches will tell you one thing, and you'll be like, man, I don't know how I could do that. Then you get a player that's like, hey, do it this way. I saw it last year in Chicago, Nick Foles. Right? Nick Foles went in the game. Uh, he's trying to do his thing. Matt Nagy's trying to call different plays, and Nick Foles is like, no, I want to do it my way. Remember right. that game against yeah. Tampa? Hey, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. You're right? And so, like, Nick Fo- like veteran quarterbacks have a way, not even quarterbacks, just players, 
right? Yeah. Vets to teach you how to play the game. Yeah. And that's a benefit for anybody, I, no matter I don't know what position you, you play. Yeah, I don't know about you, though, but I'm like a kind of an expert on bad quarterbacks. I don't know who were your quarterbacks <laughs> or your teams. But sometimes you can have bad veterans that teach your, your, your quarterbacks the wrong thing. So ooh, you got to make sure. Ooh, ooh, I'd rather have no veteran than have a bad veteran in there yeah. that's you know, self-sabotaging and don't have great habits. I mean, yes. I, I would say you know, the fact that Geno Smith had you know, Michael Vick, and I love Michael Vick, but Michael Vick got in the game, didn't even know the playbook. So what yeah. really was he doing to help um, you know, um, Gino. Gino, you know, become a good quarterback? And the ones we're talking about, to your point, I'll end with this, the, ones we're, the, the vets we're talking about, are good vets to learn from, whether it's, say, Jimmy G or an Andy Dalton. Those are good veterans to learn from. Those are both good situations Kate, to be in. Josh McCown, right, as well. Like right, guy Josh McCown. Understood, understood his role. Not, not all quarterbacks understand his role. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if Dalton understands his role. Darnold in New York. And, yeah. You know, Sam just well, – Sam just ran out of time because the organization did a bad job in, in putting around Sam what he needed to be successful. But also – go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Well, well Joe Flacco. Like, Joe Flacco, people say, oh, man, you got this veteran Joe Flacco. That's why I'm like – people are like, oh, Philly and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's not trying to teach anybody nope. anything. He, he still thinks he can play. Bingo. So, like, sometimes, to your point, it's better, to, it's better to have no veteran than a veteran like that who's like, no, I want the job. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, just real quick yeah, with I'm Joe I'm not Flacco. here to help you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. The, but the other thing, and Mark Schlaer said it as well, is that even if you don't try to teach somebody – they can still learn. Like, Joe Flacco may not want to teach uh, uh, Jalen Hurts right now anything or in the past anything. But even with that, you still watch. You watch still learn. Habits, yeah. Watch his habits. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. Uh-huh. Presented by There's no spoon. Uh-huh. Save when you bundle auto, home, and motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So let's play a game here. Oh, I love games. Let's go. One's got to go, and here's what we'll do. We're going to go with year two. This is the theme is year two. So – whether it's year two quarterback, year two in this offense, all that kind of stuff, year two coaches, all right? So one of them's got to go out of these groupings. So we'll go with the uh, – they have this, – this player, this quarterback has a new coach or a new offensive coordinator. Which one's got to go? Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott, or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Am I supposed to go first? My bad. I wish I could see it on the screen. I wish you could put it on the screen so I can remember. You know I got no short-term memory. I'm like Dory, man. I took too many hits to the damn head. Literally right there. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> One has to go. Hmm. I'm getting rid of Baker Mayfield because I think nobody does less with more. So, listen, out, out of that, I think Daniel Jones is going to have his Josh Allen breakout season with really? all the weapons. They went out and got him in Stephon Dix, and he has a very talented roster. I think Saquon Barkley's playing for a contract. That's normally a recipe for success, a running back that's trying to get paid $15 million. I bet you he get over 2,000 yards produ- productivity. Put me in the game, Coach. But your legs hanging off, Saquon. Put me in the game, Coach. I need this cheddar cheese. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, like, just take the other two. Baker Mayfield, like, just took the Browns to the playoffs, right? Blew out Pittsburgh. And they got a great GM. Are high. Bingo. So, like, they're staying. Dak Prescott, the first four games, put up phenomenal numbers. And they got a team with some high expectations. They're staying. The expectations in New in New York with the Giants. They're always high. They should be low. Listen, this might be the most complete team in the division. What that got to do with anything? Best. Coaching matters, bro. Mm. All right, all right. So Joe you, Judge isn't a good coach. No, that's this is good. You disagree. <laughs> this is good. You disagree. Let's move on. We'll argue about this in the year first two, one. guys. One's got to go. Year two with the new team: Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. <laughs> 
Cam, oh, oh Cam. Cam. Cam, you on deck for what? The upper room. It's your turn, Claw. You up next. You listen. You listen. If it don't go right, man, you're going to be a career backup. You're going to be walking around like Michael Vick did later in his career. You know, you listen, you're a great quarterback, but listen, you're running out of seats and we're playing musical chairs. Terrific time ain't going nowhere. And Jameis, Jameis, I understand he's hungry for some wins. He was hungry for some completions because I don't know who that young receiver was that he kept throwing, but man, he threw that on a dime. He mm-hmm. threw that. Listen, you talk about a precision pass. I mean, that was a moonshot that landed yeah. right in yes. his arms over two people. Jameis, I believe in you, son. Yeah, we got a short-term memory because I, I'm going Cam, but only because of what we saw from Jameis a few days ago. Like, If okay. we wouldn't have seen that. Just say you he, agree with Bart, man. No, we, no, no, we, no, no. We can no. move on. We can no, go no. to the next one. No, no, no. You okay, still salty no, no. about the last thing we didn't talk about that we're going to talk about in the break room. The reason Uh-oh. I'm going with Uh-oh. Cam. Uh-oh. Slow round, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get the joke. But I don't want them to get the joke. It's all good. The reason I'm going with Google Cam. Google it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the reason I'm going with Cam is that we saw what Jameis could be in New Orleans. Yeah. With that offense, with that arm. He has a cannon for an arm. He threw for 5,000 yards last year, no, or in 2019, ago. with Tampa yeah. Bay. 5,000. Okay. It's a lot. All right, How many yards you throw? A lot. Year two. All right, now year two, one of them's got to go. So year two in the NFL. You got Burrow, you got Herbert, you got Tua, you got Chase Young, you got Hurts. We give you a big group here. Who's got to go? For me, it's got to be Hurts, right? Listen, because we understand <laughs> – <laughs> you got to understand, right? Burrow's not going anywhere. Herbert's the future. Tua, they're still a little on. Like, Chase Young is already going to be – he's already going to be maybe the defense player yeah, of the year yes. in, a, in the near future. You think about you think about Jalen Hurts. This is like one of those things, man. It's like your, 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 your boyfriend or your girlfriend hit the lottery and you realize she's just not into you. That's just what she can afford. You know what I'm saying? So, now he's going to upgrade. They've been trying to upgrade Jalen for a while. He's a second-round draft pick. They, they have the draft equity to go get Deshaun Watson. I think, you know, he may be a good quarterback, but – he won't get the chance, much like you know Rosen never got the chance in um, Arizona. Rosen got a bunch of other chances though. How he been on musical chair? Dude ain't had the same like coordinator for one year. He had the same team. This dude's still getting mail in Arizona, and now he's back. In, what is he back on the West Coast? He's, I don't even know where he is. He's like, where's Waldo? Where's Rosen? Where is he? I don't know. Five years, five teams. He might be here. <laughs> yeah, they're right. Yeah, he, yeah, watch out, RG three coming for your spot. He might be here. That, I didn't. That's not what I meant by that. That's not. <laughs> no, what I no you can't take it back. You cannot take it back. Say it off TV. We heard it. Clip, clip already that. predicting. Clip no, that. clip that. I'm Josh Rosen, ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Hey, right he could now? be good. Hey, I'll check this out. One's got to go. I'll go with Jalen Hurst as well because they're. You <laughs> say you agree with Bart. I don't agree with you, though. I, we have the same answer, but it's not because I agree with your point. Resident Eagles fan Pat Costello disagrees with you both. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, he's like they're not giving him an opportunity, right? To have Joe Flacco come in and, for lack of better terms, compete for the starting spot, at least that's what's been said. I'm not high on Nick Sirianni. you got to prove what he can do. Yeah. Jalen Hurts got to go to, like, to a, cause it's a close second, but Jalen Hurts. Bart, how go. do you feel that you're older than the average age of the Eagles coaching staff? Just quickly. I mean, if they want to put some cheese on my taco, I'm available. You come and coach. No, no, I like too. it here. I, I can't. Well, I can't get fired. You can't here, take a pay cut. Hold on, you said now. it. I can habitual line step. Don't, don't here, take though. a pay cut, coach. All right. Last but not least, so if year two, <laughs> one's got to go. Year two with their team yeah. coaches: Joe Judge, Matt Rule, Mike McCarthy, Ron Rivera. Who goes? Matt Rule, easy. Ooh, That's easy. Such Matt a Rule. hater, man. They were so many tight games last year. Yeah, they, they are building Rule. this team in his image. Go not ahead, it's your time to shine. Not Mike McCarthy. Well, no, not Mike McCarthy, not yeah. Ron Rivera, not Kevin Stefanski. I would go Joe Judge, but there's been a lot of New York Giants hate on here. I would say Matt Rule's got to go. Like, think about like they ain't winning nothing. 
Tampa Bay is going to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Tampa they can't be, they can't be second in the, in the in the division. New Orleans, Sean Payton. Okay, yeah. can't be third. Good luck with that. You can't be third. Where's Michael Thomas? Never mind. Go ahead. It's your turn. You think that you think you th- oh so you think the Carolina Panthers will beat the Saints? That, that is a young talented team. Robbie Anderson just got his cheese. They got okay. a young offensive. Do you understand who just came back? Arguably the greatest offensive player in this league in McCaffrey, a guy that's capable of going CMC. for a thousand and a thousand, yes. and he has two receivers on the outside that can stretch the field. Who's gonna on, throw son? to him? Who's gonna throw to him? Uh oh. Well, don't you will not be disrespectful to <laughs> Sam Darnold. It was not his fault that he came and became a jet, became and they a didn't do anything around him. Did you see that, Sam? How he turned into a dad? Well, anyway, let me. Not, he talked to his teeth right there. It at is. You. It is Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Come on, man. Listen, the league is passing by. He has Kellen Moore calling the offense. So then, really, what's your value? You bring in Dan Quinn, and listen, I understand what Dan Quinn's resume was, but tell me this. What was the Atlanta Falcons' defensive rankings last year? Oh, thank you. I'll wait. Not Nothing. Good. They were horrible. Horrible since he's been there. So, all of a sudden, he's going to turn around his Dallas defense? Come on, son. Mike McCarthy, listen, he's not even needed. Kellen Moore's the future. He's the – listen, he's the uh, – who's He's the Jason Garrett. The future. Yeah, no, but I'm saying no. I think I think Kellen Moore. He's the David. He's the Jason Garrett, the young coordinator okay. that they really love. All that's right. going to take over for Dak Prescott. So I'm going to go with listen, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I holler. I love you, but I got to do you. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That was one's got to go. Well, we got to go right now. We'll stay here though and come back. But coming up next, why the Patriots will reverse course and turn Cam into Mac. For week one, see what we did there? It's like you just flip it. Anyways, that's after I tell you about DoorDash. DoorDash here with summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the DoorDash app and stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is it the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Marty Smith, and I'm ready. This is Max Kellerman, and the Giants are ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Carolina Panthers are ready. Zellin Hahn, I'm ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. Barbasol Shaving Cream, America's leader for a close, comfortable shave. Better by Barbasol. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Breaking 
ball hit high in the air, deep center field, back on a Grisham at the wall, and it's gone! A.J. Pollock powers the Dodgers back into the lead. A two-run, 16th inning blast, number 16 on the season. It's the Dodgers 5 and the Padres 3. Kevin Brown with the call on ESPN Radio as the Dodgers and Padres took it deep into the night. 16 innings. The Dodgers come away a 5-3 winner after A.J. Pollock's two-run homer in the top of, yes, the 16th inning. It was the longest game of the season. And remember, they have a runner start on second base now in extra innings. The Dodgers took a 3-1 lead in the top of the 15th, but then Fernando Tatis Jr. homered in the bottom half of the inning to tie it up at 3 before that, the Padres went, 19, went nine consecutive hitless innings before that home run. Yeah, speaking of 19, I'm jumping the gun. The Orioles win a game. They win 10-6 over the Angels, and that snapped a 19-game losing streak. They had to rally back from a 6-2 deficit. They also were down 6-4 when pitcher Shohei Otani left the game, but bases loaded walks in the eighth gave the Orioles the lead for good. Otani allowed three homers on the mound and then struck out three times at the plate for the Angels. He was mortal. Baltimore, two losses shy of the American League record for the longest losing streak. Set in 1988. By who? By the Orioles when they started 0-21. To basketball, Imani Bates commits to play for Memphis, the number three high school player in ESPN's 100 top 100 suit up. For Penny Hardaway's program during the upcoming season, he appeared in the Memphis Student Directory early Wednesday afternoon. The last day to enroll for the fall semester is today. The 6'9 small forward from Michigan. Yes, Bart originally committed to Michigan State last summer, but he reclassified and reopened his recruitment in April. Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. Is hiring becoming your second job? Quit the hassle and get on Indeed. You'll find great candidates fast with instant matches. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Mac Jones is going to be the future of this franchise. If he can play mistake-free football, that, that's a part of Bill Belichick's formula for success and how this team is going to be able to win a lot of games this year. So it feels like they're going to give Mac Jones every opportunity to take this starting job in the preseason. Big opportunity for Mac Jones this week. I mean, everybody, we all take this together. Availability is the best ability. If you're missing, you're not gaining. And if you ain't here, that's your butt, partner. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Bar Scott, Sam Acho in studio. Yes. Here come the drums. So Monday. How can we get Chuck D on, man? We were told. We easily. Anytime you want. Should have called him on here. Well, he's, he's usually in L.A. and it's that's, tough to – it's early Shout out LA. Chuck D, man. That dude's yes, a for sure. Big sports, sports fan, too. Yes. So, Monday, uh, it was said in New England that you can only beat out a starter if he's unavailable. Later that day, Cam Newton would be away from the team for five days due to a misunderstanding. Tuesday, question was asked to Bill Belichick, well, can Mac Jones take advantage of this? And the answer was he can. And on Wednesday, he gets a low five – or a high five, depending on what you saw from Bill Belichick after a solid practice. So where there's smoke, there's fire. And this has been kind of puffing for a couple of weeks now when it comes to Mac Jones winning this job over Cam Newton. And somebody who has been on this from the beginning, Dan Olasky, joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Dan, good morning. So Good morning, boys. 
is this was once thought of of Cam Newton's job to lose. Is it now Mac's yeah. job to lose? Yeah, I believe it's Mac Mac Jones's job to lose after yesterday's performance because this opened the door, the opportunity that Cam's play never did. The situation. Listen, going 35 of 40 in a joint practice is incredibly impressive. And hearing he completed 18 straight passes, I want people to understand how hard that is. 18 straight against a defense. It's hard to hit 18 straight on air. Candidly, it is. You're going to miss a throw here or there. 18 straight is outrageous. And the fact that he goes and does it in a joint practice against a team that has given him different stuff that he's got to handle and, and you're not prepared for is so impressive. And it just continues to sound like Mac Jones is surging. And that's something that the Patriots are about, right? We always talk that the Patriots are going to be a very different team in November and December than they are in September because they want to be playing their best football. And it sounds like Mac's a very different player uh, August, whatever, 26th or 27th, whatever today is, than he was August 1st. And he's just surging, and he's getting better and better. And I'm sitting there going, okay, if Mac Jones is doing this, the door was open for opportunity, and he snatched it, and this is a very even competition, why would you not play the younger player? Why would you not play the younger guy? Because if he's this good already, or is he's at least playing this well already, what's he going to be like in November? I mean, we're talking about a guy that right now looks really, really, really good, and he hasn't even had multiple reps, seeing multiple looks that he's even going to grasp more information. So, yeah, unfortunately for Cam, because his play did not open the door, but I do believe that this is Mac Jones's job to give away now. Bart, Dan, are we talking about stats from practice, a joint practice preseason? Like, we know who Bill Belichick is. He's from the old school. He understands that it's a such thing called a rookie wall. And listen, you can look great early on as a young quarterback, but I think the best way to go about this, I do believe that Mac Jones is going to finish the season, but I think you allow him to naturally take the job. If you give it to him now, it's going to be a list by the time you get to midseason about what he can do well, what he can't do well. Like sure. defenses love when they're able to get this you know, information. That's why we see young rookie quarterbacks, they come out and they catch the league on fire. Remember Cam? What, remember how Cam came in the league? What he did against that great deep, um, Green Bay defense, how he lit it up for 300 50 yards passing, but then eventually the lead catches up to you. So I think you want to keep Mac Jones a secret until later in the season when he's ready to be able to plug up some of the holes. You know, you think about Cam, he's a loyal guy. He he was a team player. Bill Belichick mm-hmm. is going to give him an opportunity to prove that he can't lead this team to where it needs to go. I think he runs Cam into the ground, and then eventually Mac Jones takes over. You can't start the season with Mac Jones because by week eight, they're going to realize that he can't throw left. They're going to realize that he struggles against two man. All that information will be out there by that time. Yeah, Bart, my pushback to be with this, he's not getting given anything. It, it seems like this young man has certainly earned everything, and he's, this was an opportunity, and it sounds like he took advantage of that opportunity. Number two, you, you know what his weaknesses are. Mac Jones is right now. I mean, you know what kind of player he is and what, player, what kind of player he's going to be. I don't think three or four weeks of tape is going to change the fact that, hey, this guy's not going to be a dynamic running threat. Or, hey, this guy really wants information at the line of scrimmage. This is why the context of the situation has a tremendous impact as well. Because this is an organization in a scheme and a play caller in Josh McDaniels that is going to figure out all the things or know the things that he does well and go, we're going to major in that and know the 
the things that they're not going to ask him to do some of the run game stuff that Cam Newton was going to do. They're not going to ask him to move the pocket so much the way they may have with Cam Newton. And so I don't sit here and go, wow, if you play him week one by week five, people are really going to know what he can and can't do. I believe that people have a relatively good idea of the type of player Mac Jones is going to be, you know. And so I just think um, I get it that Cam has been an incredible soldier. I feel bad for Cam. I do. Because his play did not open the door. But the opportunity did. And New England is notorious for going, the reality is that this player got this opportunity and he took advantage of it. Yeah, Dan, good to see you again. So I don't feel bad for Cam because I still think Cam is going to start week one. But I do have a question for you. Uh, If Cam does start week one, or if you said it's Mac Jones' job to lose, if Mac Jones doesn't start week one, what would be your reason why he's not named the starter in week one? Um, that they, they believe that Cam's play never warranted the opportunity for Mac to go play. You know, that Cam was the starting quarterback, that his play never deviated from somebody else taking his job. That would be the only reason. That this situation didn't have a tremendous amount of impact. You know, that's, I, I'm, I'm viewing this through the, the lens of the, the five days that he was unavailable he wasn't there, and that the offense looked better, that the, the, the quarterback position operated better in this situation, in these five days, because that's what has, it has sounded like. I have reached out to people over the last 24 hours and said, do you think he's got a chance to win the job? These are people that go and watch every single day of practice, and they say he's been the better quarterback throughout camp, Mac Jones, that he's been the better quarterback throughout camp. So the only reason that Mac or Cam would start would be that Bill Belichick believes that his play never warranted for, for somebody else to go take that starting job, and what happened in these joint practices and their practices previous to it did not have any impact. Yeah, and that's what I believe. Like, so but my only point to that, because uh, I'm with you totally, right? Like, Cam hasn't done anything to prove that he shouldn't be the starter. I agree. And so these few days that that Mac has played really well, like that's great for Mac's future. But I don't think that Bill Belichick, who's a decision maker, is going to be handing any jobs, giving any jobs out. Not that he's giving this one out, but Bill Belichick is the one who's deciding who's going to start. And that's why I think he's going to go with Cam. Dan, we're going to leave it right there. All right. Thanks so much. We appreciate your time as always. Dan looks befuddled. (laughs) It's called a hard out, Dan. I just don't understand why would why would Cam then keep the starting if it's an even competition like if, do you guys think it's close? Dan, we it's yeah, hard. no, I definitely think it's close, but I think every time we've seen you Cam play, he's producer. performed well. We gotta wrap it up, B. Yeah, we're gonna leave it there though. Why do you guys bring me on for like seven minutes? I, you can come back tomorrow. Hey, I said the same thing yesterday, bro. I, hey, I wish you. <laughs> we're out of control. We got a break. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> We're in the same boat. It's we got to pay the bills. We're in the same boat. I love it. All right, much more on what our insiders are hearing about who will start in New England and also a coach on the hot seat after Bart has this from Straight Talk. Did you not listen to the play? No. 5G is here. But the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore. Because Straight Walk Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract and get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299 all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money, straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G compatible devices require actual availability, coverage, and speeds may vary. Back after this. 
Damn it, Petey. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Let's take Stump in New York real quick. Stump? This is one of the best shows in the history of um, television. Thank you, so, you know you got KB. Y'all hear that out there, bosses? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Matt Jones is right there, ready to take the jump. If he does it in live action, what he does in practice, then our competition is answered. I think we're going to see Mac Jones take over. It's the Patriots getting to see Mac Jones by himself without Cam Newton being there. Shefty cut you off quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking can't. about us because I, I, I talk I too much. Ju- we I talk don't too even much. know where to go. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Wills, we presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. <laughs> All right, people need to understand when, when it comes to radio, we have this thing where, and, and we, were, we were dealing with this the other day too when you had the delay, and it's just we've got to get to the point, especially when we have guests succinct. And I know when sometimes you have a guest and they say something and you disagree with them and you want to go back and it's like, but we've got other things we've got to get to. They say it's to be a conversation. And right? that includes when we talk to Adam Schefter, who our ESPN senior NFL insider, joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Shefty, good morning. So as we've been talking about all morning, yesterday seems to be a turning point, or perhaps a turning point day in New England. What are you hearing about whether or not Mac Jones is getting stealing this job from Cam Newton? Well, listen, Mac Jones has been impressive all summer long. It was not just yesterday. It won't be just today. It won't be just this week. He's been impressing them all weekend long, and he's been the quarterback that they hoped and thought he would be. And so at some point, he was going to win this starting job. The question was, when would Bill Belichick decide that it's time to go to Mac Jones? And we've just been waiting for him to make that decision. And earlier in the week, he talked about the fact that sometimes the greatest ability is availability. And this week, Mac Jones is available. Cam Newton isn't available. So it's just five more days for Mac Jones to continue to make the mark 
that he has not just yesterday, but all summer long. So again, whether it's Mac Jones in New England or Justin Fields in Chicago or Trey Lance in San Francisco, the time for all these young rookie Ballyhooed quarterbacks is coming. It's coming. We just don't know when. It's up to the head coaches to decide when that is. Hey, Adam, is is it a foregone conclusion? Like this locomotive, this Mac Jones locomotive is just too, too, you know, move along too well? Or is it something that Cam can do to kind of regain the momentum, you know, as he's going to be, you know, um, back from protocol, from the COVID protocol? Well, bro, I would say that at some point, uh, Mac Jones' time is definitely going to come. But who's to say that Cam Jones, uh, Cam Newton doesn't start the regular season, play a great game, they win. Well, you're not going to make the change in. So as long as you're playing well and winning football games, you're going to have a chance to keep playing. The issue is, as soon as he has one bad game, you know the calls are going to be for Mac Jones. You know mm-hmm. people are going to be yelling for Mac Jones. It's going to be the same case for Justin Fields in Chicago and Trey Lance in San Francisco. That's what is going to be interesting here. There's going to be so much noise surrounding the young rookie quarterbacks and so much expectations for them. And so... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's too late for Cam Newton, but he knows what he's up against, and he knows that Mac Jones' time is going to be coming at some point. Jeffy, this is Sam Acho. Good to see you again. I got a quick one for you. You got, Hello, some, fan, you got some fan mail recently. Uh, from, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. And I just got a question, and I love how you, 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 yeah. you set the record straight. How should we all pronounce Tua's last name? Tua? Tungo Vailoa. Did I say that correctly? I believe I did. I believe I did. You know, the guy that wrote Field Yates and I a letter from, from Florida, it was postmarked Jacksonville, uh, even though you couldn't read the man's name on there. Uh, he, you know, he said you don't pronounce it Tungo or Tango or whatever it was that he thought we were saying. Whatever he said on the letter, and we posted the letter on our Instagram yep. page and Twitter feed, he was pronouncing it incorrectly. <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, and we put up to his bite after that. Tua himself says, you pronounce it Tua Tungo Vailoa, right? So there it is. I think I'm getting it pretty close. On the record. Nailed it. Now, now, uh, Shefty, did you... Just to set the record straight. Did you forward the letter to Greeny, too? Because I know he was referenced on the letter. (laughs) I did. I I think Greeny must be out of the country or something. I haven't heard back. I usually hear back from him. So he, he, I think, has turned off his cell phone and I applaud him for doing that. <laughs> well, let's get back to the conversations with quarterbacks around the league. And, <laughs> and now we don't have a decision yet in San Francisco. And I love that Kyle Shanahan said, you know, keep this dragging on, get you guys some clicks. Of course, always trying to help out the media. But when can we expect that decision? Well, there's no reason for him to say anything. I think he sort of implied all along that Jimmy Garoppolo is the likely starter. And then they had Jimmy Garoppolo up at the podium yesterday. And he's like, do you know what Kyle is doing? And he's like, yeah, I know what he's doing. And he seemed pretty happy in peace uh, with the decision. So, again, we'll see how it turns out. I, I think the signs point to Jimmy Garoppolo starting the opener, being that that's what Kyle Shanahan himself has said in recent weeks. Uh, but now the closer we get to the regular season, the more fun it is to play games and the better it is to keep your opponents guessing so that Detroit can't be entirely sure who it will be facing on opening day. Listen, when you look out at, at the Raiders, it looks like John Gruden, you'd probably give him incomplete. He hasn't exceeded expectations. Is he on a hot seat this year? I think any coach in this league who doesn't have a long-standing, established track record of success without recent playoff wins is on the hot seat. Whether that's John Gruden or Matt Nagy or you pick the coach, whoever it is, they know what the deal is. In this league, if you don't win, you're going to get questioned. You're going to get criticized. 
You're going to have people calling for your job? Just the way it is. I, John Gruden signed a 10-year contract. So, again, if they want to pull the plug on him at some point, he walks away. He's a made man for life. Uh, again, I'm sure that's not what he's looking for. He's highly competitive. He loves what he does. He wants to succeed more than anything. They pull the plug on him. There are worse fates in life than the one that he would be facing. Also, a coach that we're watching this year would be Vic Fangio. He decides to go with Teddy Bridgewater as his starting quarterback. That defense could be very good this year. What does Teddy Bridgewater mean as their starter? Well, I think the first thing you think of is over the weekend, Vic Fangio himself was comparing Teddy Bridgewater's pocket presence to Tom Brady's pocket presence. And as soon as I heard that, I said, as a general rule, if there's a head coach that's comparing the guy that's vying for the starting quarterback job (laughs) to Tom Brady in the pocket, generally speaking, that guy's going to win the starting quarterback job. And that's exactly what happened. And I think he goes with Teddy Bridgewater, not just for his pocket presence, but for his leadership and for the fact that Teddy Bridgewater, you know, is going to be careful with the football. They've got a good defense in Denver. They've got skill position players that can make plays. They want the quarterback not to make mistakes. They don't need the quarterback to win the game. They need the quarterback not to lose the game. And Teddy Bridgewater doesn't lose many games. And so they turn to Teddy Bridgewater at a time when they know Vic Fangio has yet to win a game as a head coach in September. They want to get out to a good start. That's something they've never done under Vic Fangio in Denver. So they went to Teddy, which, again, I think was obvious after he played the way he did in Seattle. And also, you go back to the first preseason game, they went to Minnesota. Drew Locke played as well as he could have. He lit it up. And after the game, Vic Fangio said, even Steven on the quarterback Mm -hmm. battle. I said, that's even Steven? Mm -hmm. And then Teddy Bridgewater gets compared to Tom Brady? I said, this quarterback race is over. Certainly is, and he did win it. Thanks so much, Shefty. Appreciate you. We'll continue to pronounce Thanks, to his name and work on it throughout the season. All the best. And, and spread the word. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> spread the word as well. Adam Schefter Thanks, on Shefty. the Goodyear Hotline. Are we so. going to start this with Kels, too? We should do the Kels, too. No, no. His name is Jason Kels. That, that's what he says, but it's been Kelsey this whole time. Kels. What does his brother say? Kels. <laughs> Five minutes later. <laughs> That's what it certainly feels like. It does. But you guys were perfect in okay. that segment. Perfect. I can change. If I can change, you can change. We all Another change. Rocky Four reference. I love it. Okay, we've heard from Mike Reese, Adam Schefter, Dan Olosky, and Bart will tell you why he still hasn't changed his mind on who should be the Patriots' starting quarterback. That's next.